Hi, Ruby Ryder here. Welcome to Pegging Paradise Podcast number 288 on March 12, 2022. Changing the world one ass at a time. My mission here at Pegging Paradise Podcast is first and foremost to spread the word about pegging. I offer you accurate information to dispel the common myths and misconceptions. Basically, I spread the knowledge so that you can get on to the thrill of spreading your cheeks or your partners. Another part of my mission is encouraging you to explore your out-of-the-box sexual interests without shame or embarrassment. Shame is the silent saboteur of sexual satisfaction. Don't let it stop you from delving into the world of pegging and any other consensual, safe kink that calls to you. The journey can be exhilarating, breathtaking, and life-changing. If you want to support this mission, become a patron of my work. All patrons have access to the podcast a day early, as well as a 24-7 chat channel full of pegging aficionados from all over the world. Rewards for the various levels of monthly support include written and audio erotica to titillate and instigate. Click the donations button on my website. You can also make a yearly one-time donation and receive the same benefits as a monthly patron. Another way to support my work is by shopping at enticeme.com, the little black dress of pleasure products. Head over to Entice Me and peruse a meticulously curated selection of luxury, body-safe, non-toxic toys specifically chosen for your thrills and satisfaction. For free shipping of your entire purchase, use the coupon code RIDER. That's R-Y-D-E-R. Need help figuring out which pegging equipment is the best choice for you and your partner? I offer free equipment phone consultations for customers of Entice Me, and you'll be supporting my mission of spreading cheeks around the world. Let's dive into your letters. I heard back from the woman who checked in after 2017 asking me about chastity and pegging, And her response, I just wanted to read to you because when I responded to her, I, you know, she mentioned she got married and I said, oh, is that because of the pegging thing? And so she responded to a few of my points and I wanted to share that with you. A couple of points. Maybe he did decide to marry me because of the awesome pegging. (laughs) He was the one who proposed, but he took my last name, hashtag girl power, And then one of the things that she mentioned that I talked at length about was kind of the difference between humiliation and embarrassment and walking that line and trying to figure out what he wanted and how comfortable she was with it. And her response to that was this, the silly teasing humiliation is much more my style. He wanted some dirty talk and it developed into that. And then she made a comment about the cuckolding part of what their relationship has developed into. The cuckolding started because the long-term chastity was kind of a sacrifice for me, sometimes because I missed sex. So my husband suggested and encouraged me to have fun with other men. I don't see the cucking as being humiliating at all. I actually think his confidence is sexy and that he's not threatened by these encounters. Great podcast all around. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I wanted to read that to you because there's just so much more information there than what we had in the beginning. And I think it's fascinating that you recognized this woman who wrote in, that you recognized that, yes, this is a sacrifice because I do miss the sex. And so having you locked up isn't this huge thrill in terms of the missing the sex part. 
and that he did have the confidence to encourage you to find it elsewhere. I've mentioned before on my podcast that I have a little bit of a a love-hate thing going on with the whole chastity thing. And for me, it's not necessarily that I would miss the sex. I would miss playing with the cock because I love cocks. I love giving blowjobs. I just think they're like the best toy in the world. I want access. I want to be able to play with my cock. (laughs) So it would be a different reason but I might do well in a cuckold situation as well for that satisfaction. So thank you so much for returning um, the message and for giving us a little bit more information. It's fascinating what uh, your relationship has brought to you and how you're handling all of the chastity, the cuckolding, and all of that stuff. And once again, congratulations on being married. It sounds like you two are having a really fun time. Okay, here is my next letter. The subject is observation. Been doing some online clothes shopping while visiting the U.S. I've noticed that so many sites don't show the jeans, pants, underwear, swimsuits, etc. from the back with men's clothing. Is it that guys don't care or that there's this fear of the male butt? (laughs) Interesting things you notice when you've been away a while. Heaven forbid we should show guys from the backside. Anyway, it seems to be a part of the same series of issues around the male posterior that doesn't seem to go away in this society. And this is from Jonathan. Jonathan, thank you so much for that letter. I totally agree with you. One of the things I have noticed is that whenever you get onto a website that is more selling to gay men or queer men, that they absolutely show the backside. And so there is this discrepancy. And I do get frustrated sometimes. It's like, really, I would definitely like to see that from the back and see how it fits. So yes, interesting observation. And I'm curious because you do mention since you've been in the US. So where you are from, I'm wondering if it's different. If they're marketing to people who live in Europe, do they show the backsides more than they do in the United States? It would seem that they probably do because you noticed it as a difference. So yeah, I'm curious about that. Thanks for writing in. And let's see here. Now I have something awesome to read to you. Uh, You've all heard, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, about podcast number 112, and that's the podcast that I recorded for potential givers to introduce them to the subject of pegging. And that has had a lot of success, and it's been a wonderful tool for hopeful receivers to introduce their partners to the subject of pegging in a way that dispels myths, misconceptions, corrects all these assumptions, gives them accurate information, and opens up the conversation back and forth all the while emphasizing the relationship that you have. So it's been a wonderful podcast and much used and much acclaimed, really, which thrills me that so many people have found it to be really helpful. So I was on Reddit and imagine my surprise when I saw the subject of one of the posts there and it says number 112 story. <laughs> it's like I've arrived. <laughs> There's an actual post that that lists and, and the headline is the podcast that I'm so proud of. Let me read it to you. We're in our early 30s, been together all of our adult life. I finally said fuck it and decided that I was just going to talk to her about it. 
It's kind of ironic that I needed to muster my courage and man up and ask my wife for traditionally non-manly sexual acts. I feel like I should make a note here. The following conversations took place over text. For me, this was an easier way to communicate about this. I could proofread my responses and make sure that what I'm attempting to convey would be clear and concise. I asked her if she was happy with our sex life, if there was anything she wanted to try or experiment with. I've used this tactic many times unsuccessfully, thinking maybe this time she'll bring it up. Once again, my lack of communication got me no closer to what I wanted. This time I took a different avenue of approach and piggybacked off her response. She informed me she was happy, then asked me if I was happy or if there was something that I wanted to try. She told me she was down for anything. And then all in caps, he writes, except butt stuff. She's never been a fan of anal, and I've respected that. It might not be clear, but she was limiting her butt. We've never done anything in terms of my butt. No fingers, nothing. We've never spoken about this topic before, so don't read that I'm asking someone who's already expressed that she wasn't interested the same question again. I explained that I wanted to try something non-traditional. I explained that what I wanted to do was completely different to what we've been doing. I told her that I had a podcast I wanted to have her listen to. I used a URL shortener because for some reason it felt weird to send the Pegging Paradise link. I sent the link and waited patiently. I've always known that if I asked her this or revealed this to her, that she would be accepting. Holy cow, she spent so much time apologizing to me because for some reason she felt responsible for this being a secret for so long. Long story short, she was accepting. The 112 podcast cleared up a lot of her questions, and I had some follow-up stuff for her after she listened to it. There are instances in the 112 podcast that are open-ended prompts for couples to discuss. She'll say something like, that's a conversation for you and your partner to have. I cleared up some of the different derivatives of pegging and told her what I was and wasn't looking for. I wasn't looking for any humiliation or degradation. I wasn't looking for any of the cross-dressing or master-slave relationships. Just straight pegging. She said she would try it and we'll go from there. We've had a couple of long face-to-face -face discussions about the topic now. We're in the early stages of this and not rushing, but my intentions are out in the universe now, and I feel like a huge weight is lifted. I'll likely write a follow-up post seeking some advice about some of our concerns, but that's a wall of text for another post. So for those keeping count, the 112 podcast success column gets another tally. <laughs> Yay, I'm so happy for you too. It can be really difficult to muster up the courage to ask for something, as you so succinctly put it, so unmanly or seen as unmanly. And that's part of the problem, too, is that anal play on men is seen as unmanly. And I'm curious about that. I mean, I know the reasons for it, and I've talked about those to death, but how come anal play isn't seen as something incredibly masculine? Imagine what a world would be like if, if that was true. You know, that would be an amazing thing because there's these arbitrary things that society has decided are masculine and are not masculine. And anyway, 
Yes, that would have been an amazing situation to be in and certainly required that you did not have to muster up your courage to ask for something that was considered so unmanly, but good for you that you did. It can be nerve-wracking. It can be really scary. And I'm so glad that she responded so well. And I appreciated your differentiation, your very careful differentiation about how she had said no butt stuff ever, and that was about her butt. I've said this many times, but it bears repeating over and over again, is just because a potential giver of pegging doesn't want to receive butt stuff does not determine whether or not they would be willing to do butt stuff on their receiver. These are two completely different things. I mean, just because you don't like something doesn't mean you're not willing to do it to your partner if that's something that they really like. That's, again, two completely different things. So I appreciate your clarity and, and uh, succinctness in explaining that that was the situation. I can't wait to play the music for you two. <laughs> I hope to see you. Well, I, you know, you probably won't identify yourself, but in one of my webinars, absolutely. Education is empowering. It calms fears and it can be very inspiring. So there you have it. I can't wait to play the music. Like I said, thank you so much for that post on Reddit. Oh my gosh. Here is my next letter. Hey Ruby, was listening to your last podcast and heard you mention the Enjoy Pure Wand. We have one as well and everyone seems to love it. Was wondering if maybe you could give some tips on how you use it, whether it's on yourself or with a partner with a prostate. Thanks. So in terms of either self-play or partnered play, basically what you're going to do with that pure wand is you are going to keep the map of the area you are trying to stimulate in your head. Let's talk prostate since that is my territory. <laughs> and in and toward the belly button. That is where your prostate is, about the length of a finger in. If you kind of know where that spot is and you're doing solo play, you would take whichever end of that enjoy that feels comfortable to you and put it inside yourself because there's a larger end and a smaller end. And you would gently kind of rock it against that spot. So it's the exact same movement that you can picture if, you know, the, the come hither thing with the two fingers and in and stroking the come hither, that motion, but you're doing it with the enjoy pure wand. Now that's a stainless steel pure wand. So be careful with that. <laughs> Do it gently because it's stainless steel. But that's also the magic about it because sometimes you find a spot that just feels so incredible. And if all you have is your fingers, whether you're working on yourself or whether you're giving your partner pleasure, it can get, uh, you know, the forearm can start burning and all that kind of stuff. And the enjoy completely takes so much of the effort out of it. So that small movements have big Big results. And this is also one of the reasons why you have to be extra careful if you're actually using the Enjoy Pure Wand to stimulate a partner because this is stainless steel and that feedback loop is a little bit more slow. In other words, if you've got the Pure Wand and you're doing something to yourself, if you do something that's a little too much or doesn't feel quite right, immediately you stop doing it because it's attached to your hand, it's right there. But if it's a partner doing it to you, you have to communicate that, they have to hear it, and then they have to stop. Little bit more slow. So it deserves, it's a toy that deserves to be used with caution and with care because it is stainless steel. But at the same time, Oh my gosh, it is so effective. And really, 
if you want to try that come hither motion, but there's other things that people do that kind of rock in there. You know, it's a rocking sensation or a side to side. Experiment with it. Find the spot that feels good and see what you can do with that toy inside you that feels the best. It's really kind of an exploration thing. But the come hither motion, that stroking towards you is a good place to start. Absolutely. Now, you sent this to me a long, long time ago. (laughs) I've been trying to clean up some emails and messages and things. So I'm thinking you probably figured it out, but I'm still going to send you a message and say, hey, I finally answered your question. (laughs) Thanks for asking. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people that are going to get something out of this too. Okay. Now I have just a couple of wonderful things to read to you that were comments about what it's like to get pegged and to feel all of those sensations inside of you from the receiver perspective. These were particularly beautiful and touching things to read, so I want to share them with you. The vulnerability is amazing. I love the act of sweet surrender. It is so special to feel the fingers and then the peg inside of me. And here's another one. 100% the most powerful sexual and amazing aspect of it is to open completely, to be completely vulnerable with someone and to almost melt into them as they take you. An overwhelming, exciting, and almost out-of-body experience to separate from who you normally are and be able to share that amazing moment with someone. I love this. So yes, those are just such beautiful things that I wanted to read you. Oh my gosh. Now I have a comment about a question that I read on podcast number 286. It was about a woman who did not like the look, the severe look of the leather harness and was looking for something a little bit more feminine. So here's some input that I thought was particularly creative. Ruby, I listened to the part about the harness that didn't fit, but she liked the look, and the harness that seemed to fit, but was leather and too severe for her. My first idea there was if you like the commando harness, why not gussy it up to be more feminine? You could get some satin fabric in colors you like and make sleeves to go over the straps and decorate them with fabric or satin bows or lace or whatever floats your boat. You could even get out the glue gun and just directly attach things to the harness, though that may require a bit more care to make sure they don't come off and damage it. That way you're leveraging your current investment, using a harness that you know fits, and adding a custom element that can directly suit you. I think that's brilliant, and I think that there's lots of different ways to gussy it up. You mentioned a few, but also, you know, if if you're already not using the harness because you don't like the look of it, then I would think you could feel more free to do all kinds of different things to it in an attempt to make it something that you do like the look of and not worry about damaging it because, you know, it's your investment is not being used (laughs) in its current condition. So why not have some fun with it and gussy it up? I think that's a fantastic idea. Thank you for leaving that comment on my blog. I really appreciate it. Now, in the quest of getting more of these podcasts out 
and having them not feel like an onerous task, I'm back down to the, okay, we're done with this podcast, and then I will go collect up a few more uh, letters and send them to you. Now, a major announcement is that I finally have up a recorded version of my beginner's class on the educational platform. That is at www.theartofpegging.com. So at that educational platform, you can find a recorded version of my beginner's class. A lot of you have been asking for that because despite my attempts to have that class at many, many different days and many, many different times, I understand that sometimes it's just not a workable thing. I think the thing that finally made me understand that the best (laughs) was when someone took the time to explain to me, look, my wife and I have kids, we work different shifts, we take care of the kids all the time when we're not working, and there's pretty much never a time that we can guarantee we're going to have a couple of hours together. So I, you know, heard that and I went, oh, okay, gotcha. And I've been planning this for the longest time. I'm quite proud of this and I'm, uh, I'm curious to see what you all think about it. Now, there is a fee for the recorded one. I'm going to continue to teach the free ones, at least a couple of them a month of each Uh, type. I'll probably only teach the advanced one once a month, but the others I'll teach twice a month. And those would be the free webinars. But then if you want to, you can pay the fee for having the recorded one and you'll have access to it literally forever. So the benefits of that are like this. If there's any kind of updates and things, I'm going to go in and I'm going to update that recording and you'll still have access to it. So if there's any changes, you'll get those updates. Uh, The other thing is, is that you can go in and listen to it, watch it as many times as you want, whether it is to cement that knowledge in, refresh the knowledge, um, Maybe your partner couldn't join you the first time and they can now. Maybe you have a new partner. Maybe you have an additional partner. You get it. You can pretty much do whatever you want with that recording. The only thing you cannot do is to charge people to watch it. (laughs) That's not okay. (laughs) But, you know, literally you can play it for whomever you like. You also have access. I've divided it into three parts and you have access to all of those links to the informational links that go back to my website that repeat some of the stuff that I taught you, but also I'll go all over the internet and enlarge upon what I taught you as well. There's so much information there to take in and also links to all of the equipment. Those are the ones that change sometimes because things stop being made, new things are better, things like that. So the next one I'm gonna be working on will be the equipment webinar. That's gonna be the most challenging one because things change kind of quickly in that world. What I'm gonna try and do is separate it up into um, parts so that I just have to record that part again if enough things change. You get the point anyway. That is up. I will have a link to that clearly in my Linkorama. And also, um, I've just put it all over social media. I put it up on Instagram. By the way, they took down my Instagram account. (laughs) Whatever. It's like, uh, you know, you've heard me go through this before. It's just gone. It's gone. I've tried to talk to them. I followed their rules in terms of you have to hold up a piece of paper with this number on it and send it to us. And uh, they're just not responding. They have never responded back to me. So I made another one. And on Instagram, I am... Ruby's world of no shame. 
It's kind of long, I know. <laughs> but that's what I am on Instagram now. I'm kind of divided as to whether or not I'm going to spend a lot of time there. I really appreciate it as a creative outlet. And I also appreciate the networking I'm able to do with my fellow sex educators. But once again, I am so tired of this censorship. I am so fucking tired of it. <sighs> and the vast majority of people who come to my classes and follow my stuff, I actually get them from either FetLife or Reddit. Uh, Reddit straight pegging is the subreddit I spend the most time on. And I'm all over FetLife. and list all my events there as well. So there you have it. Anyway, please do go check out that um, recording if you are so moved. And by the way, if you're a patron, some of you patrons have joined the Discord chat channel and some of you it's just not your style. But if you're a patron, I have a code for you to have access to that recording of the beginner's webinar for free, just in case you want to watch it. So if you're a patron, you get that all already, you know, as a patron. So I sent out that code and announced it on the Discord chat, but not everybody's on the Discord chat. So if you are a patron, just shoot me an email if you want to watch that on the new educational platform, and I'd be happy to give you that code to watch it for free. And we're good. We're good to go here. Pegging Paradise is where you can find my blog, podcasts, and my erotica. Pegging 101 offers informational pegging articles only with no kink. My podcasts are available through any of your favorite podcast downloader apps. And you can also stream my podcast directly from my website if you want to. The follow tab has links for you to subscribe to my blog. Follow me on Twitter. Instagram, FetLife, Reddit, and TikTok. Which, by the way, I kicked over seven thousand followers on TikTok, which is amazing to me because I haven't been posting that much that often. Uh, when you order exciting new toys from EnticeMe.com, please do remember to use that coupon code WRITER for free shipping. Send your questions to Ruby at PeggingParadise.com. No question is too expectant, too exciting, or too extrapolating. <laughs> I'm reaching here, you guys. My listeners are going to learn along with you, so don't hesitate. Throw those questions in my mailbox, or you are always welcome to record your question on the voice app of your phone and send it to me. Thank you all so much for downloading and listening. You rock. Happy pegging and no shame. Mm-hmm.